1: Good afternoon, everyone.
0: And good afternoon, Ben Jarofsky Show listeners. Today's show brought to you by the Chicago Reader. Check out chicagoreader.com for all things there is to know about the city of Chicago. Chicago chicagoreader.com. Subscribe to the Chicago Reader as well. And thanks, as always, to the Chicago Reader for hosting the Ben Jarofsky Show. And today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Chicago Federation of Labor. Time for your song of the day. And, oh, how apropos from Frank, I walk the Line by Johnny
2: Cash. Oh, man. I walk the Line. I forget the words. But I remember the guitar riff. Do you? Uh, da, da, da. No, that's, that's Flaming yeah. Hills of Fire. I went down, down, down. I, I got in my, uh-oh, this has never happened before. Yeah. It's like two songs sh- short-circuiting coming into one. And you, said, ring, and you said flaming hills of fire. It's a burning <laughs> ring of fire. Oh, li- little Mr. I know Johnny Cash. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but wait, what was the one he wanted me to do? Down, down, down. down, down. Oh, no, I walked a line. Da, 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 boom. <laughs>
0: well, that was something. The Ben <laughs> Show starts now. <laughs> thursday january 7th and live from my apartment and his attic this is the Bendrovsky show <music> today on the program jackie algy of seiu and now your host chicago reader
2: columnist ben jarofsky hello everybody ben jarofsky here we're calling this the morning after thursday and here's why frankie should have had me sing that song there's got to be a moment anyway <clears throat> what a shit show that was yesterday ladies and gentlemen i am still processing it uh as i sit here and uh let me just recap the moment Uh, Several thousand MAGA-loving Trump freaks get fired up by a Donnie Trump speech, march to the Capitol, surge past the police, break through the doors, smash windows, wander around the Senate floor, take over Nancy Pelosi's office, sit in Nancy Pelosi's chair, put their feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, chase a cop down a hallway, carry Confederate flags through the Capitol, replace the American flag with the Trump flag, put their MAGA cap on Gerald Ford's head, well not the real General Ford, but a statue of Gerald Ford. And somehow or other in the middle of it, four people died, including a woman who was shot. And this is all going on while I'm doing the live show. And Dennis and I are talking about local news. Will the schools open? <laughs> Suddenly it just, you know, didn't seem as important as it had seemed when the show began. And of course, you know. Uh, I wasn't aware of any of this. I wasn't aware of this insurrection going on at the Capitol. I wasn't aware that Donnie had uh, turned his little maga loving Trump freaks loose. No, no, no. I, uh, I'm doing my show. I'm Zoomed in on my show. But I know something's going on, going on in the world thanks to the wonders of Google Meet. I could see it on my uh, computer screen. I could see it in the faces of Dennis and then later Monroe Anderson was my guest. And imagine this, folks, imagine if you're watching something horrific, some, something calamitous, like think 9-11. What, imagine you're absorbing it through the reactions of someone else. You can't actually see it. You could just see the look of disbelief in Monroe's eyes or Dennis's, oh, my God, what the hell is going on expression? That was someday. I don't think I'll ever forget it. Looking at my screen, seeing Dennis just focused on his screen with his eyes open and like, oh, my God. And then Monroe, his eyes glued to the TV. The sound was down. But he's still trying to engage me in conversation. I'm like, something's going on here. I don't know what it is. And, of course, as soon as my show was over, I bolted over to my boob tube, just like all the rest of you, to watch it in real time. By the way, yeah, boob tube, like-
0: boob tube, millennials, is a television.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. Thank you for that translation, Dennis. I appreciate that.
0: Our <laughs> podcast host, ladies
2: and gentlemen, using the word boob tube. Hold on. It's not COVID. She's coughing. Hold on, D. It's not COVID. Just a little coughing. Mm. I saw a job with the water today where was I <clears throat> oh yes I bolted over to my boob tube to watch it in real time and just like the rest of you I was up until the wee hours watching the coverage of the Senate and uh, Congress as they uh, debated the issue by the way just so everybody knows yeah I got boob, leg, boob tube no cable so I'm flipping back and forth between Lester Holt and George Stephanopoulos and I gotta give George Stephanopoulos a little credit here D you know, we make fun of him a lot in his show because he got Ram, Emanuel, and Chris Christie. You know. Heck of a job on the guests there, uh, George. But when it comes to crunch time and a disaster, the guy's like a machine. I don't know. Dave, did you watch him at all? Did no. you watch stuff? He's just so unfazed. He just switches from uh, one host, uh, excuse me, one guest to another. He just like these perfect, seamless transitions. You know, that's tough to do. I've tried that a few times. It's really hard to do. Like, here's Dennis. There's Monroe. There's Jackie. There's Billy Bob. There's Pat. And they just keep shuffling in. And he's just sitting there like a a computer is going on in his head. And it's also like, dude, it's like you're not shaving or anything. You've been on the air for, I don't know how many hours. They must add breaks. Shave him or something like that. Anyway. Then he brings on Rom. I said all these nice things about him. What a joke. Come on, seriously, George Stephanopoulos. And Rob's up there talking, oh, it's time for the nation to heal. Dude, you're the last person we take advice on healing from. You left the city of Chicago a mess on the healing front. Ever heard of a little Qua McDonald video? Ever heard of that fiasco? I want to give a shout out uh, to Senators Dick Durbin and Timmy Duckworth. Really proud of them. I thought they gave uh, great speeches. And of course, they voted against those cockamamie objections. Mostly uh, throughout the night, I was fascinated by the Republicans. I'm thinking, hmm, we've just survived this beer hall pushed that was egged on by Donnie Trump. Are they going to keep up the pretense that they seriously believe that there's something wrong with the the election as opposed to their, you know, they're just playing the MAGA, which is fired up by a lunatic in the White House is too cowardly to admit that he lost? Reminds me of that great Chris Rock joke from the late 90s. It's like, when white people aren't around, black people are like, yeah, OJ did it, but only when white people aren't around. So I'm thinking, a guy like Ted Cruz, or Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri, when liberals aren't around, when Democrats aren't around, when they think they're all alone with just other MAGA senators, are they like, man, these QAnon dudes are really weird, huh? Can you believe that they believe the horse shit? that Trump feeds them. I mean, I can't believe these guys really believe this election stealing nonsense. You know, I mean, I know even though they have no integrity, they have no soul, uh, and they're just complete waste of times. They are like, I don't know, smart. I mean, they, they went to Ivy League schools. They must have scored, at least scored high on the SATs or something. I mean, they got to know this is horseshit, right? Just a bunch of BS that Trump and Giuliani made up. I guess they're like, in for a nickel, in for a dime. Might as well go down with the ship. I did know, you probably did, the change of rhetorical tone between the hearings, uh, the, the the Senate meetings before the insurrection and after the insurrection. Before the insurrection, I saw this on uh Video uh, recordings of the earlier speeches of Ted Cruz. They're all fired up and yelling. People need to know. They're imitating their Donnie Trump. And this is where the Republican Party has decided its it's got to go. Like Donald Trump is now the example they want to fire. So you just like be really nasty and mean, say stupid stuff and yell, try to get the rabble. Ma- all fired up. But after the insurrection, uh, there was a change in the rhetorical tone. You know, they they were, put on their somber voices. This is a tragic day. And I want to thank the Capitol Police for uh, saving us. Uh, And yet now I'm going to perpetuate the very bullshit that led this to being such a tragic day. Because I don't have the integrity to admit that I'm pandering to the mob. So I'll just continue to pander to the mob. But I'll just change the tone of my voice to make it seem like I'm really concerned about the mob and its rioting. At least Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham flipped. That was pretty amazing. You might say that Lindsey Graham has done a 180, but it's really a 360. Follow me on this one, folks. Back in 2016 when his good friend John McCain was around. He was hating on Trump. And John McCain died, he started loving Trump. They were golf, golfing just last week. Now he's against him again. He's like me and Michael Madigan, D. First I'm on the bus, then I'm off the bus. I've been on the bus, on and off so many times I can't even keep up. Now, Lindsey Graham is like, Joe Biden is our president. And he stands back all proud like he's Abraham Lincoln. you know, like, yeah, man, I said it. I'm such a courageous guy. Dude, could have used that courage a month ago. Would have saved us a lot of trouble. Mitch McConnell. I'm just really wondering what motivates Mitch McConnell. He got up there and he said that uh, he could not stand for this, uh, this nonsense, this pretense that somehow the election uh, was stolen when we all know it wasn't stolen, and we all know everyone, even even MAGA knows somewhere in the back of their brain that they're just reciting bullshit anyway. Mitch McConnell said he just can't uh, go along with it. I'm wondering, is he doing this because he truly believes that having Congress overturn the will of the people is dangerous to democracy, which it is? uh, Or is he like Justice John Roberts and he realizes that if the Republicans are to survive as a party, they cannot follow MAGA off of the cliff? Or is it that he just hates Donald Trump so much because it really was Donald Trump that lost those two Senate races in Georgia? Or is it a combination of all three? Well, I suppose I shouldn't care so long as he did the right thing. I guess we could say that about the country as a whole. Who cares about our motivations so long as we're all doing the right thing? In the face of a mob. We got a great show today, everybody. Jackie Algie will be here from SEIU Healthcare. We'll be talking about, oh my goodness, we'll talk, definitely be talking about what went down yesterday. Trying to give you some perspective on it. We'll talk about the elections in Georgia. We'll talk about the Women's March. We'll talk about four years of Donnie Trump. What's next for lefties, liberals, progressives, labor. You know, It's that coalition. I know a lot of my liberal friends are like, oh, it's really uncomfortable with unions.
0: Oh, which friend was that you were doing an impression of?
2: <laughs> Just everybody on the north side. Mm. <laughs> mm.
0: Okay.
2: Okay. <laughs> but come on, guys. You need the unions. Without the unions, you wouldn't have lost Wisconsin. You wouldn't have lost Michigan, liberals. Ugh, but they're so mean, those teachers. Anyway, Jackie Algie will be here. A lot of political talk ahead of us before we do that. Young man from Alton. The man that Jackie Algie fondly calls the doctor with the news.
0: She's never called me that. Doogie, (laughs) I agree. That was a great desk bang this
2: afternoon. Good job, Ben. Good in that it was loud, or good that I was like, I handled it so. Nuance. Well, there's
0: a new way of judging it now because uh, I've learned that when you hit the table, your camera just flip and flops everywhere <laughs> and uh, didn't fly all over the place. So all in all, a great table bang this afternoon. Good job. Thank you.
2: By the way, you notice that uh, I'm looking more tan than I have been. I uh, was up all night with the tanning lamp.
0: <laughs> Obviously, you're joking.
2: Yeah, Casper the ghost here doing
0: the show. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm a friendly ghost. Oh, yeah, you are. And since you brought it up, I must ask. <laughs> you want her off the bus, man.
2: <laughs> oh, wait. Was I on the bus or off the bus? I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Oh, uh, okay. One more time. If I'm on the bus, that means I want him out. If I'm off the bus, I'm with him, right? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the bus. But wait till we get to the news. I may flop off that bus when we start reading about some of these Illinois Republicans. So I could be off the bus before the show's over. Just saying. And
0: of course, the bus being the bus waiting to roll over our Illinois speaker, Mike Madigan. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's talk about what's happening in Chicago and or Illinois this afternoon. So about yesterday. Right now, in my face, the thoughts and reactions of our elected leaders here in Illinois. Thoughts and reactions on yesterday when fervent Trump supporters derped along D.C. and stormed the Capitol. Shout out to Shia Kapos and Illinois Politico. Subscribe to it, everybody. It's a great source for Illinois news. Uh, Let's read the thoughts and reactions here. First up, Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Governor Pritzker, along with, and hey, Jim Oberweiss, hold your ears. Re-elected Congresswoman Lauren Underwood are joining (laughs) call for Donald Trump to be impeached and removed from office after Wednesday's siege on the nation's capital by the president's supporters. Pritzker said in a statement, quote, two weeks is too long for Donald Trump to remain in office, where he can continue to incite more untold violence. Pritzker called for redeploying Illinois state police and other law enforcement resources at government buildings in the Capitol in Springfield. There are reportedly discussions among senior government officials about invoking the 25th amendment to remove Trump from office in a separate statement. Lauren Underwood said, quote, our democracy is at stake and we cannot wait until inauguration day to see him
2: removed from office. It must be immediate. A little uh, shout-out to Lauren Underwood, who, again, uh, she's got more constraints than, let's say, I don't know, somebody in Chicago, a politician in Chicago, elected official in Chicago. Easy. It's easy for me to say, get out of office, Donnie. I mean, I'm not, uh, I don't have to worry about MAGA, MAGA voters. Uh, but Lauren Underwood, as we know, just eked out a victory uh, over Jim Oberweis. A lot of MAGA voters uh, in her neck of the woods, and yet she's standing up to say, do the right thing. And I give of course, and Pritzker's much the same. I mean, we talk all the time about all the Pritzker sucks signs uh, throughout the state of Illinois. Not just downstate, everybody. Geography lesson, upstate as well. <laughs> <laughs> There's downstate Chicagoans, downstate oh, in
0: Rockford. And I never mentioned, uh, on, I went downstate uh, for New Year's Eve, and uh, I saw a Pritzker sucks truck decal.
2: <laughs> oh, come on, enjoy my convoy boy. That's the truck sound. Yeah, so there's a lot of Pritzker sucks signs, truck decals. So when he takes a stand, he's taking a stand. So, uh, but Lauren Underwood, that's pretty bold because, like I said, she's got to deal with MAGA. And, you know, a lot of a lot of these Dems who are in those uh, purple districts, they're like, you know, give me all, just get along. The guy just incited. An insurrection. In fact, can I just give a shout out, D? I never thought I'd see this on the front page of the Chicago Tribune. I'm going to show all our listeners on the front. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, are just audio. But here, I can show Dennis. Dennis can see it. And show, day, hey, folks, show
0: those listeners that newspaper, huh?
2: Thank you. And later on this year, we will be back to video. People didn't believe it when I said January 1st. I will have a camera to prove you wrong. Okay. And also, we're going to get a cut of deal with CTI. I didn't tell you this, D. We're going to they're going to shut down the brown line while we're doing uh, the live Oh, so, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'll
0: look forward to
2: those emails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, Rom. You're just going to have to do another job between one and three. Anyway, here's what the Tribune headline insurrection at Capitol. One dead amid chaos incited by Trump. man. I don't. I know they didn't run that headline past the editorial board. That that headline that must have been some like hippie freak in the headline writing department who stuck that one in and then went back and started smoking his doobie. That's a great headline because it was chaos incited by Trump and and the New York Times had the same thing. Trump incites mob. That's its headline. In fact, I took a picture of this and I sent it to all our guests so they knew what we were going to be talking about today. I sent it to Jackie Algie and JT. Just going to tell you, JT, Jeanette Taylor will be here at 4 o'clock for a bonus interview. We'll drop over the weekend. Anyway, I sent it to her as well. Trump incites mob. That's what went down yesterday, ladies and gentlemen. You want to ignore it, you want to avoid it, you want to put your head in sand, you want to pretend it didn't happen, we'll get into some politicians doing that. So it's absolutely incumbent upon elected officials if they're just going to have any kind of integrity, a shred of integrity, if Mitch McConnell can do it. I just saw this before we went on the air, Mitch McConnell's wife, uh, who has quit the cabinet. I was hoping she would stay on the cabinet because then her vote could have counted toward uh, removing Trump from office if Pence uh, was to invoke the 25th Amendment. I doubt very seriously that's going to happen because it's very important to remember. MAGA still controls the Republican Party and Trump still controls MAGA. Donald Trump convened an assemblage of true blue MAGA fanatics wearing their anti-Semitic shirts and carrying their Confederate flags with their guns and their weaponry and he said, go take the Capitol and they took the Capitol. They, they did what he told them. He was the leader of that insurrection. So Republicans who ignore that, it's like Okay, you're going along with it. You're still too chicken to confront the mob mentality, MAGA. And I, I put this in the newsletter I wrote for a reader the other day, and it's so true. It reminds me so much of what went down in Chicago in 1983, when so many white aldermen joined Eddie Verdoliak and Eddie Burke's coalition against Harold Washington because they were too chicken to stand up to the racists in their wards who could not stand the fact that a black man was running the city. It is the same thing. It's like you see the mob and you could like take a stand against the mob even if you lose your seat or you can join them. too many Republicans are joining the mob. So I got to give Pritzker credit because he's got to run statewide. He's already got Pritzker's suck signs and truck decals he's got to deal with. I give Lauren Underwood credit it's like clearly like close to 50% of her uh, district loves Donnie and she's got to run for a reelection. So it's good to see that uh, these politicians are putting country out of their political futures.
0: Hey, there you go. JB Pritzker got a little shout out today on the show, huh? The enemy is you. Oh, well, that wasn't, <laughs> that wasn't necessary. Yeah, that was a
2: little, but I, you know, I can understand why I would say that D with that truck decal. <laughs>
0: no that guy was something else he pulled up in his big old giant truck pritzker sucks decal did he have a mask oh of course not okay just of course not (laughs) whoops oh my are you okay Yeah, it's just I dropped something so good. (laughs) Okay, more comments from our Illinois elected leaders about yesterday. While speaking on the Senate floor last night, Illinois Democratic Senator Dickie D, Dick Durbin, accused Trump of purposely inciting violence. The Capitol, at the Capitol, he said, was, quote, desecrated by a mob invited to come by this president on this day to disrupt the constitutional process. After returning to the floor, Democratic Senator and veteran Tammy Duckworth said... "Quote: I've spent my entire adult life defending our democracy, but I never, never thought it would be necessary to defend it from an attempted violent overthrow in our nation's own capital building. We have comments here from newly elected Democratic Congresswoman Marie Newman. Marie Newman in a statement said, quote, let me be crystal clear. Yesterday's attack was the direct result of the dangerous, insightful rhetoric that Donald Trump and Republican members of the House and Senate have been spewing for months. Those members need to be held accountable, which is why I signed on to Congresswoman Cori Bush's latest resolution to ensure they will be. As for President Trump, this nation does not have the luxury of waiting two more weeks for him to leave office. The 25th Amendment needs to be invoked immediately. He needs to be impeached immediately. He needs to resign immediately. The safety of this country depends on it. Our nation needs to heal. It won't be done in two weeks, two months, or likely even two years. But I'm confident we will move on from this painful moment in our history. It will take each and every one of us working together to build a more kind, more just, and more equitable nation for all Americans.
1: Just to remind everybody,
2: Marie Newman is the newly elected congresswoman uh, from the 3rd Congressional District uh, on the southwest side of Chicago and into the southwestern suburbs. And uh, she defeated the incumbent, who, of course, was uh, young Danny Lipinski, Dino Dan. I call him young because he inherited the seat from his father, William Lipinski. And uh, so, you know, daddy just said, here you go, sonny boy. Much like uh, Donald Trump seems to be ready to hand things over to to baby Trump. Ah, eh, maybe not. You know, not, let me just amend that. So. The, uh, edit that out of the uh, podcast, okay? I kind a feeling that Donald Trump's not ready to hand MAGA over to anybody yet. He still wants to be in charge. But, uh, yeah, so Lipinski... It's really interesting, folks. This one more time, Democratic Party. Just think about this: Marie Newman, very bold statement in there. You know, she wants him she wants him impeached, she wants him re, uh removed <laughs> by the Twenty Fifth Amendment, and also stepped down. All three things, uh, <laughs> just to make sure. Okay, he's gone. So I get it. Very bold statement. Uh, she's letting everybody know where she stands on it. I appreciate that. I'm with her 100. percent But I don't think Donald Dan would have done that. Oh, well, wow. I'm gonna hold on. Let me. I don't think Donald Dan would have done that, D. How about that for alliteration? Huh? Oh, my tongue uh, twisters yeah. today on yeah. the Ben Jaroski <laughs> <laughs> show. I don't think Dino Dan would have done that, D. Yeah, uh, yep, very good. You did it faster than I did. Uh, my <laughs> <Whoa>. and uh, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think Donald Dan would have done that, D. And uh, <laughs> now would Dino Dan have voted for the objections? You know, here's the thing. We had Marie Newman on the show many times. Uh, we had folks from the Third Congressional. On the, third Congressional is actually kind of a lefty district. It Went for Bernie. You know, it went for Bernie. This it, is where really, Lipinski was hilarious. I mean, I read all these these articles in the in the mainstream uh, media about Lipinski. You know, it's kind of like eulogies. Oh, the end of an era. The Lipinski era is gone. You know, it's like you got to write that stuff. Like you really feel bad about the end of the era. And I'm like, and and they always let Lipinski go, you know, the Democratic Party has left me and become a party of extremists. Dude, your district is lefty. Your district went for Bernie over Hillary. It's not even just Bernie over Trump. It's Bernie over Hillary. Your district would probably like the Ben Jarovsky show. That's how lefty it is. And... So you're so far out of the times, you were just completely unable, incapable of just like adjusting your worldview in any way to all the changes that you were seeing. It would be like, for instance, if the host of a podcast were to just have Regular boob tube as opposed to getting cable. Oh, wait a minute. Well, D, let's edit that one out on the. Uh, uh, I see uh, how you brought that back. That was good. <laughs> yeah, D, I've been doing this a long time. All right. So, you know, you're uh, you gotta look in the mirror sometimes, Lupinski. Anyway, I appreciate it. when I got that uh, uh, that email uh, from Marie Newman's uh, PR guy. I don't know who sent it to me, but I, when I got that email, I was like nodding my head. I go, well, that's good. It's good that uh, the third congressional finally has a representative that's more in line where the people in that district are. So come on, Marie Newman. If you're not ready to join the squad, although I did hear the shout out to Corey Bush, recently elected from uh, St. Louis. If you're not ready to just join the squad, at least be kind of like Bernie-like. In your leftyism, because yeah. that's where your district is. Come
0: on, Marie Frank, on the live stream chat. Dan Lipinski is so full of shit. Okay, uh, enough with the cursing
2: <laughs> today, guys. been just <laughs> a lot of cursing going on today. You know what? I just I yeah I didn't tell you this, but I woke up on uh, New Year's like, why Why am I not cursing on the podcast? Why am I still? T- I'm like I swear when I'm not on the podcast. Oh my god! When you Dennis and I do the Phone conversation between me and Dennis. f Bob, flying. Well, they don't need to know this. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, we're just I a friendly podcast, from- <laughs> guys. One to three. By the way, who was it? Yes. Oh, uh, Al Harrington. When Al Harrington, I love that interview, Al Harrington, which it seems like another universe. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately,
0: this Al Harrington interview is getting buried a little bit with all this news. we got to find a way to
2: revive this thing. I know. We may have to drop it this weekend again. Uh, We'll have a post-show discussion about that, (laughs) D. Um, But uh, Al Harrington, uh, former NBA player, Basketball player uh, who now runs a um, cannabis company, and he was on the show. The uh, we did the interview was that Tuesday. Anyway, he was dropping the f bomb left and right. I go, what is it about my show? I don't get it. I didn't even start the thing going. It's the same thing that happened to Kim Fox. She comes on the air, boom, bullshit. So, Dave, I said, you know what? Forget it. I'm not on an AM radio. I've been on AM radio in over three years. Can you believe that it's technically over three years? So, I, uh, you know, I'm to let my freak flag fly, D.
0: You know, maybe you can do like a little mute button thing, right? Like, you, mother, and then hit the mute button.
2: I don't know. let well, like, me try that? Yeah, give it a try. You, mother. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that. That's How kinda, did that go? That's you're, pretty funny. I kind of like that. M- you, m- mother. Oh, yeah, I'm really good with that mute button. <laughs> we have to work that out. No, right? that was good. I like
0: it. Uh, All right. And after yesterday's events, we even saw our friends of the Republican persuasion in Illinois say enough is enough. GOP Representative Rodney Davis said the rioting and violence brought back painful memories of the congressional baseball shooting in Virginia in Mm twenty seventeen. Uh, Rodney Davis here said, quote, political violence of any kind is never acceptable and must be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Political leaders from Congress to the White House have an obligation to be voices of reason and calming in times of national crisis. That time is now.
2: Yeah, I, you know, I mean, notice he didn't mention Donnie Trump.
0: Right, and he brought it back to the the one time with the yeah, yeah, baseball uh, thing. Yeah, yeah
2: the uh, Bernie guy. You know, yeah, yeah. so you know, don't be weasels, Republicans. You know, don't don't play that weasel game. There's only one guy who incited the mob. There were no c- congressmen on that who called for that rally. It, there was one guy, your guy. President Donnie, he did it. So say it. You know what I'm saying? He, like, these Weasel words. You want to avoid it. You want to, I know you want to do the right thing, Rodney Davis. And by the way, they're scared. They're really scared. We'll get into this a little while later. But the word has been issued. Trump has said, I'm going to primary all you guys. He's like Santa Claus, an evil Santa Claus. He's keeping a list who's been naughty and a list who's been nice. Those who dare to even criticize him will be primaried. Hear that, Mid-Rodney in Utah? We're coming after you. So, you know, Rodney Davis is like, (laughs) I want a MAGA guy running against me. But on the other hand, my God, the guys with like Confederate flags and Nazis running through... The hallways of Congress. That's not a good look.
1: Kind of
2: cutting down the middle there,
0: Dave. I'm just saying. Oh, he said weasel words. Michael Girardi, he's on the live stream chat. Michael Girardi uh, makes so many songs for the Ben Jarofsky show. Dude, weasel words. That's
2: a great song title. <laughs> yeah, weasel words. A lot of weasel words out there. Heard a lot of them last night uh, when I was listening to the senators. <laughs> Oh, God. Those senators, D, I got one more. The senators are, like, arguing. Yes, I'm really so upset about what would happen, and I want to thank the Capitol Police for saving us. And yet I'm still going to continue this utter nonsense that motivated the mob in the first place because I am too cowardly to admit what a fool I've been. Yes, weasel words. Also,
0: speaking of Michael Girardi, uh, he weighed in on Lipinski. You were talking about him earlier. He says, yeah, Lipinski's district, uh, Lipinski's district is so lefty that one of his constituents wrote a song about tiffs." Talking about him. He wrote a song about it's tiffs. true.
2: Girardi's from the district. He knows. I mean, it's like, you know, we haven't heard this kind of talk in a while, but my lefty friends like Miles and Micah, uh, would tell me, you know, uh, don't castigate the Trump supporters because, really, a lot of them are motivated by the same things that Bernie supporters are motivated by. And, like, Bernie can win them over. You get what I'm saying? And I think a lot a lot in the third congressional. You know, I, I bet you, either, believe it or not, there were people in 2016 who voted for Bernie in the primary and then turned around and voted for Trump in the election. Think about that. Put Ooh. that in your pipe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to say something. Mm. Doctor Doobie, he's not Doctor Doobie anymore. He's Doctor Straight and Arrow. Oh, okay? that's
0: that's false. I've smoked pot. All right, I haven't gone off. Uh... Hey, you want to talk about some more news?
2: <laughs> you know what's funny? Only on the Ben Jarowski show would you be insulted when someone says that is so not true. I am an alcoholic. Yes, <laughs> a, a raging alcoholic i'm sorry d i interrupted you on the news
0: where were you yeah all those weasel words you were having (laughs) now to republican illinois representative adam kinzinger Mm -hmm. adam kinzinger became the first republican in congress to call for invoking the 25th amendment to force trump out of office kinzinger said quote the president is unfit and the president is unwell Trump must step down either voluntarily or involuntarily. Uh, I actually uh, pulled the audio from this here. Uh, We're going to play it. Here's uh, the video tweet from Kinzinger wearing his hip AirPods (laughs) in his office. (laughs) And he's obviously reading a script. Take it away, Kinzinger.
1: Yesterday was a sad day, as we all know. It was the day where fire stoked by the president and other leaders finally leapt out of the pit. And it lit the trees. Thankfully, the strength of our Constitution and democracy held, and we emerge today a little battered, but resolved. What happened yesterday is a wake-up call to many, but it's a call to accountability for others. In the past few presidencies, the administrations have been so concerned about even a moment of weakness that the 25th Amendment was invoked during minor surgeries passing the duties to the vice president while the president was under anesthesia, because even for that moment to have the captain of the ship absent could cause a major catastrophe. Sadly, yesterday it became evident that not only has the president abdicated his duty to protect the American people and the people's house, he invoked and inflamed passions that only gave fuel to the insurrection that we saw here. When pressed to move and denounce the violence, he barely did so, while of course victimizing himself and seeming to give a wink and a nod to those doing it. All indications are that the president has become unmoored, not just from his duty, or even his oath, but from reality itself. It is for this reason that I call for the vice president and members of the cabinet to ensure the next few weeks are safe for the American people, and that we have a sane captain in the ship. Section 4 of the 25th Amendment allows a majority of the Cabinet and the Vice President to assume the duties of the Office of Presidency until the President is able to himself. It's time to invoke the 25th Amendment and to end this nightmare. We will arise from this, but we cannot forget what led us here. The liars and conspiracy authors are already at it again this morning with false narratives about yesterday's disaster. Here's the truth, the president caused this. The president is unfit, and the president is unwell, and the president must now relinquish control of the executive branch voluntarily or involuntarily. God bless you, and God bless our enduring democracy.
0: Yeah, Find him at a virtual Bernie event this weekend, Adam Kinsey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get a lot of trouble with some of my best friends on this show. Heidi Henry, you know I love you, but... <laughs> I, I I just think, and I understand many of people come on my show, I'm working very diligently uh, to unseat Adam Kinzinger, replace him with a, a progressive Democrat, Danny B, ran a very uh, good campaign uh, in this last election. Oh my goodness, we've had so many, Neil Muhammad at one point ran, uh, he wanted to be uh, the congressman from the 16th Congressional, Murray Briel, another friend of this show, uh, and um, yeah but he's doing the right thing. And I just feel as though not to tip my hat to a Republican who's doing the right thing would really be the wrong thing. I mean, this is a very dire time for our country. We have an insane man in the White House and he stirred up a mob and it was a real hate-filled mob. I mean, now they're trying to spin it. We'll get into that with uh, a DB update they're trying to spin it. That's what uh, Kinsinger's getting at. Try to pretend as though it wasn't like Proud Boys and MAGA lovers in that mob. And Kinsinger's standing up. And I just feel as that we need more Republicans to do that. We cannot have every member of the Republican Party a coward like Ted Cruz, a coward like Josh Hawley, a coward like D.B., even when the Chicago Tribune's editorial board, even Johnny Cass, even Johnny Cass, who is so right-wing, he eats his meat raw. <laughs> that, that didn't come out right, D. Could you uh, edit that on the podcast? you have know? had like five guys. edits so far today. <laughs> Put me to work. Even, the, even those guys, I mean, the Tribune editorial was a little Weasley to <laughs> But at least they wrote it, D. I was laughing on me. You guys are such weasels. Oh, way to take a stand, guys. First, you wouldn't even endorse Hillary Clinton. Whose old boy they voted, they endorsed back? I forgot his name. The libertarian dude. I just really blanked on his name. Gary Johnson. Yeah, it's very good for knowing that. Tribune. Let's endorse Gary Johnson.
0: Cause we're just so wimpy. Yeah, this old Adam Kinzinger here. I got a theory about this guy. I ran it by Ben before the show. I'm gonna run it by all of you listening. Is Adam Kinzinger smoking some of that legal reefer? Channeling his inner hippie or what? Hey, it's legal, there's nothing wrong
2: with it. Okay? Now, uh, yeah, Adam Kinzinger is turning into a uh, Will Cazardi liberal, yeah, a Will Cazardi progressive, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, progressives, not lefties, progressive, uh, we're word, progressives. Word around the water cooler, uh, Adam
0: Kinzinger and Will Gazardi are going to have a, a hacky, sa- a socially distanced hacky sack <laughs> competition sure over the so. weekend. <laughs>
2: And of course, they'll be listening to their Wilco. Yeah. <laughs> hey, oh, I got this great new Wilco thing. You want to check it out? So you know, I, I, I got to give him some love in this one. He's really uh, and he's consistently come out with the tweets and the you know. And then I, I got to figure Trump's pretty popular in the 16th congressional district. So you talk about a guy who's putting his neck out. And Big Boy DB already said you're going to primary him. Uh, we'll get to DB in a little while, right, D? Uh, so, um, yeah, very few Republicans who are just just unambiguous about it. You know, a lot of them like they do the weasel words. A lot of them in that Chicago Tribune editorial board is a Tribune editor. This is, I just got to read the headline. D. Here you go. I they, they thought, they, oh, they thought they were taking a big stand with this one. They go concede or resign. President Trump. Oh, it's two weeks away. And concede? What the hell? He stirred up the mo- Tribune, it's a little late for that, don't you think? He's just spent the last, what, two months? stirring up the mob? Perpetuating this nonsense? Now, oh, well, now if he concedes, well, well all's forgotten. <laughs> Bunch of cowards. Take a stand! Wow. <laughs>
0: I just imagine like, your, I just imagine your neighbors like having like coffee just sitting there, "Oh my god, who's yelling?" Hold on, wait, it's Take a
2: stand. Hey. Oh. Some guy in the alley. Move on. Oh my Some guy in the alley, he's yelling like looking at... up like, who is that guy? Yeah. Take a stand. This is some guy taking Take a, a stand. Oh, he's just taking the trash out. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what he's doing. All right. Now, make no mistake. There are still those of the Republican persuasion out there still backing our 45th president. But thank God, not for much longer. And defending Derp Nation, the Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol. Chicago Fraternal Order of Police President John Catanzara said he understood the frustration and said about yesterday's storm of the Capitol, quote, there was no arson. There was no burning of anything. There was no looting. There was very little destruction of property. It was a bunch of pissed off people that feel an election was stolen somehow, some way.
1: <laughs> oh my
2: God, Johnny C. He's, he may be on that bus with Cazardi, uh listening to the Wilco tapes next. You know, 99.9% of the Black Lives Matter protests... There was no looting. There was no destruction. There was no burning. There's people exercising their First Amendment protected right to free speech. And yet there was two nutcases with the guns in St. Louis. Remember them, D? Hey, don't come near my house. They get invited to the Republican convention. Johnny C., where were you defending the First Amendment protected rights of peaceful protesters when it was Black Lives Matter? Where were you? By the way, someone was shot, killed yesterday. And by the way, what? Now, isn't that interesting? They just invaded Nancy Pelosi's office? Oh, that's okay. What about if they just invaded, like, some police department? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All right, we're a mob of... uh, like MAGA lovers with our Nazi t-shirts on. we're going to go into this police office and just going to take it over. But we won't burn anything. Okay? And we won't destroy any property, though. I don't know. They, I would say they destroyed, there were broken windows. Isn't that property? Well, it's not really bad property. <laughs> era. Somebody's a hippie. Isn't that funny? When MAGA goes on a rampage and smashes windows, and storms past police. What about when all those MAGA guys, Johnny C., were chasing the cop up the stairs? Isn't that like assaulting a police officer? Isn't that like you're condoning that? Man, I'll tell you what, the standards are. I don't know. But I'm starting to think. That the Black Lives Matter protesters may have a point. There's like two standards. <laughs> when a white guy does something, it's one thing. And when a black guy does something, it's something. I'm just saying, Johnny C. I'm just throwing that out there. I would have loved to have heard such what? Open-mindedness on your part when it was Black Lives Matter protesters. And again, almost all those protests were peaceful. No destruction of property, no burning, no looting. You're conflating a couple things, young John. Conflating a couple things there. Not really fair to do that. But I would say most of the Black Lives protests matter, uh, protests far more peaceful. I went down yesterday uh, at uh, Congress. So interesting. He's become a hippie,
0: D see? who knew? Peace, man. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has responded to Catanzara, Uh on Twitter. Lightfoot said, "Quote: This wasn't frustration; it was a violent insurrection. The comments by John Katnissara, Chicago FOP president, either demonstrate clear delusion or reckless disrespect for the rule of law, or both."
2: Yeah. Well Lord Life is not missing <laughs> missing an opportunity uh, <laughs> to go one on one with John. Hey, I don't like him either. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Air either.
0: All right. (laughs) And for those who are wondering, I'm looking at you, Jay Marie, on the live stream chat. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot also said about yesterday's storm of the Capitol on Twitter, quote, I am in disbelief with what is unfolding in D.C. right now. President Trump and his enablers indicted this violence. Shame on every elected official in Congress and elsewhere who fomented this anti-democratic insurrection by extremists. This is not democracy. This is a
2: disgrace incited right she said incited yeah yeah okay um, yeah well you know alright Lori see that's what I'm saying uh, I, I mean I really appreciate her saying that but she, I shouldn't even say it. I, I mean she's not at a great political risk <laughs> you know what I'm saying that's why I give that's why I give Lauren Underwood and uh, JB and uh, Adam is your I mean but you gotta say it so you know what I'm not gonna qualify in any way Got to say it, but not really taking a risk.
0: (laughs) All right. Now back to the Illinois conservatives. We have one more piece of audio to play. It's from DB. Yes, the downstate Republican rep, Ben's boy, Darren Bailey. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I don't know what the hell dude's talking about here. Ben, maybe you can help translate this. Take it uh, away,
2: DB. I have absolutely no commentary. There's nothing to be said. Uh, what's uh, what's being broadcast on the airwaves is enough. We have no idea of knowing if, uh, you know, what part uh, these people who have stormed the Capitol, uh, you know, where they stand or who they are, we don't know. But what we do know is our nation is under assault, and it's been there before. And God will rescue us. Wow. Okay, let me help break down what's going on here. It's interesting that uh, his comments coming right in the heels of Johnny C's comments. But we'll break them down. And um, so there's a. In the, in the aftermath of the insurrection, in the aftermath of the assault on Congress, uh, in the aftermath of Donnie Trump uh, riling up uh, his supporters and letting them loose on Congress, uh, in the aftermath of all that, uh, the, the MAGA had to figure out how to spin it. And I know this because I get MAGA's emails all the time, so I know like what their message is it's kind of hard to justify, even for MAGA, uh, assaulting Congress. All right? So a second, it took them a while, but then they began disseminating a new narrative. And the new narrative is that perhaps those people that assaulted Congress that took over the Senate and the House we're not real MAGA
1: people. Perhaps. Ooh, 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 ooh.
2: They were Antifa. Whoa.
1: Yeah.
2: Ooh, ooh. And so, so you know, look, you gotta get it together, DB and Johnny C. You guys are in the same team. Johnny Canazera, Darren Bailey, one comes from Chicago. One comes from downstate. But you're all part of the MAGA team. So you gotta get your messages together. So like I suggest, like maybe you uh talk it over in the morning. Have a cup of coffee. You know, Johnny called D B, DB called Donnie, because Johnny is saying it's no big deal. They didn't burn anything, they didn't destroy any property, even though they did. You know, they didn't hurt anybody, even though uh they were attempting to assault a police officer's. Uh, they did no wrong even though they sprayed like toxic chemicals chemicals, into the eyes of Capitol Police they didn't do anything wrong come on guys just a few frustrated MAGA supporters having a little fun what's the big deal now you got DB saying it was a horrible assault on everything we believe in and only God can save us which is wow you think like DB would have the same attitude about <laughs> like Black Lives Matter protesters or something? You know, only God can save us as opposed to what? Oh, yeah, so you don't want the police to like arrest them? Why don't you come out and say that then? Well, it's just up to God, it's in God's hands. So, DB is blaming, so he's taking the narrative that it really, yes, it was horrible, but it wasn't MAGA people. We don't know who it was. It could have been Antifa. And Johnny C is taking the narrative, well, it was MAGA, but they didn't do anything wrong. So that's why I'm suggesting the two of them get together kind of work out their stories. You know, like when uh, the police arrest two people for a crime and then they separate them, they don't have time to work their stories out. Well, guys, you can get your stories together. Get it on one page. Like those senators yesterday who like, they go, well, it's not that we have any evidence of fraud. Because there is no evidence of fraud, but we believe some of these Supreme Court rulings in Pennsylvania were erroneous, and so the whole election should be thrown out. I see. You're worried about the Supreme Court ruling. So, yeah, so that's going to be, we're going to hear a little bit more about that stuff, Dee, uh, in the coming weeks, I'm sure. But we are getting those emails from MAGA people saying it was really Antifa. I think that's where they're going to go with this. I I don't think the Johnny C version of events where, eh, what the hell, you know? It's just a bunch of guys having fun, huh? It's really going to cut it, you know? Hey, come on! You know, they're just... just Let me go! Let the freak flag fly! What's the matter with that? I don't think that's going to work as much as... Well, really, what it was was Antifa. (laughs) So it's like, oh, man, those Antifa, they're really smart. They showed up at the Trump rally, and they put on, like... Fake. They put on little MAGA hats and their Nazi shirts. You know what I'm saying? And they put on Trump. They carry Trump flags. Oh wow! They really plotted and planned this one out. Meanwhile, DB, he uh, he 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 sent the message to Kinsinger. We're coming after you. And that's why I don't think ultimately the uh, that Mike Pence is going to. Get aboard the campaign uh, to invoke the 25th Amendment, as Kinzinger suggested. Because I think he has political ambitions. And uh, any guy, any politician who joins that effort, any Republican politician, probably is through in politics. Unless they may have to switch parties. Kinzinger may switch parties. I possible. Could become an independent. I don't know. But it's uh, it's really dangerous right now uh, for a Republican to take a, a strong anti-Trump position. Look, they're threatening Mitt Romney. By the way, Mitt Romney gave a good speech last night. D, I never thought I would say. He gave a great speech last night. I know I'm probably pissing off a lot of my lefty friends, but he gave a great speech last night. So, yeah, D.B., and John Ken is there you guys got to get it Got Get together have lunch You know you guys don't Believe uh, in the pandemic so yeah You can have lunch together you don't have to wear Masks you know share a Sandwich for all I care share A milkshake <laughs> go ahead But you gotta get your stories Together man because they're just All over the map All right so now that we've covered
0: our elected Leaders thoughts after all Hell broke loose in D.C. Coming up after our interview with Jackie Algie, we're going to circle back to what one elected leader here here in Illinois said beforehand. We can't let this one slip through the cracks. Mm. Mary Miller, (laughs) you can't be serious, can you? But we're going to talk about that later on and save that for the back half. Let's end it out here with Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker. Uh, Pritzker gave his COVID-19 press release on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a pandemic going on as well.
2: <laughs> the enemy
0: is you. Okay, that's twice now, Governor. Oh, come on, TP. now. Oh, come on. Here's a quick recap of what went down. Good news. The governor announced that some regions of the state may be able to move out of tier three pandemic mitigations starting January 15th. So on January 15th, exactly one incubation period from New Year's Day, any region that has met the metrics for a reduction of mitigations will be able to move out of Tier 3 of our mitigation plan. How are we feeling all about this, big guy? I'm cautiously optimistic, as there are some early signs indicating that some regions have made real progress and won't reverse that progress this week or next.
2: Oh, I love it when you do it. <laughs> I just sucker for that. It's just so old school radio. All
0: right, everybody. That's our local news. We're going to take a break now. And when we come back, Jackie Algie of SEIU will be joining us. We haven't talked with her in quite some time. Ben, what do you plan on talking with that, Jackie? Oh, man. Well, we're definitely talking
2: insurrection. We're talking Georgia. Uh, She's wanting to talk about mercy. How we're going to bring up a little local stuff? We are a local show, actually. It's hard to believe we're talking all national politics today. Uh, and uh, and the women's march. Got to keep the. Got to keep pushing, folks. Can't go to sleep. I'm I'm going to have my favorite theme. Democrats don't fall asleep. It's going to be really hard to fall asleep. By the way, now as opposed to when Obama was victorious. Uh, so uh, yeah, talk about some of the lessons we learned from 2009. So we do things a little better in 2021. Good God, 12 years have passed.
0: All right, it's the Ben Jarowski Show. We're live from my apartment and Ben's Attic. Don't go anywhere.
1: Questions. We wanna be told to shut up. Protect your climate financing. We can pay for anything like shopping malls with moving screens and everything but what you need. You to kids who wanna eat for free. Get a fucking PhD and don't you dare complain. Someday We are the ones who fall in high. We've been the magicians a thousand times We are the ones who fall in high. The enemy is you Yeah! Hey, 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 Woo. And they're liable in schools You gotta file just to beg for the truth And if they reject it, then shame on you Get yeah.